Hi folks, it's Glenn here with the podcast episode number five for MSMU Chemistry Online, the summer of 2017. Uh, I'd like to help you out with the web assign for this week, and I'd also like to uh, describe to you a couple of the other assignments that I've set up for you. The web assign this week is about formula masses. This is the molar mass. I think you've encountered this before in this class. We've also got some percent composition problems for you where you will calculate what percent of a certain compound is an element. For example, what percent of water is oxygen by mass? Or what percent of, let's say, the amino acid glycine is nitrogen by mass? You will figure out how to do that calculation. And then also, I mentioned briefly in a previous video the way to calculate the molecular formula or the empirical formula of a substance. So, for example, um, the, 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 the main ingredient in barbecue lighter fluid is hexane, which is C6H14. How do you know it's C6H14? How can you calculate that if you just weigh the substance and then you figure out uh, somehow exactly the mass of carbon in there and exactly the mass of hydrogen in there? How can you arrive then at the formula C6H14. Uh, there will be some calculations in the last web assign for this week on how to find such a formula. Now, last week, in week two, there were a lot of problems with the nomenclature in the web assign. I hope you did okay with that. I looked at the scores. The scores looked quite good. So I assume that you looked through the textbook and you found instructions there. I'm going to be uh, reviewing some of those rules, some of those rules for naming chemical compounds uh, in, in this week's podcasts. It may not be this episode. It may be the next. And the reason why I'm going to review those is because there are two assignments that I've created for you this week. They are balancing chemical equations and writing chemical equations. In the latter, the writing of chemical equations, you're going to need that skill. You're going to need the skill of naming compounds. You'll be presented with some compound names, and, you'll, and, and uh, the, the assignment will say that these are combining to form this other compound, which is named. It'll be up to you to write the chemical formulas for all those and then solve the problem. Now, that all may sound a, l a little mysterious so far, but don't worry. As you get through these calculations, if you, as you get through these assignments one by one, um, you're going to be able to do this in a snap. Now, the first web assign is about formula masses, and uh, I'd like to uh, help you out with a few hints just by audio here. The first problem is going to be dealing with the mass in grams of a certain number of moles of some substance, some pure substance. So, for example, if your pure substance is nitrogen gas, which has the formula N2, how many grams would a certain number of moles of that gas weigh? So let's see. How would you figure that out? Well, remember, the periodic table has average atomic masses listed on there. And the mole is a special number. 2 is a pair. 12 is a dozen. 6.022 times 10 to the 23rd power is a mole. That's what a mole is. And that number, 6.022 times 10 to the 23rd power, that number was designed very intentionally to make every average atomic mass on the periodic table automatically the weight in grams for one mole of a given element. 
So, for example, nitrogen on the periodic table, the, the, the average atomic mass is something about 14. It's, 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 it's 14.01 gr- uh, atomic mass units or something around there. Now, that just means automatically that one mole of nitrogen atoms is 14.01 grams. That's the meaning of the mole. Now, does that mean that all I have to do is multiply the number of moles of nitrogen gas times 14.01 grams per mole? No. And the reason is nitrogen gas is not just nitrogen atom. It's two nitrogen atoms. The formula is N2. So you need to multiply uh, the... uh, You're going to have to multiply stuff by two here. Excuse me. Here's how to set up the problem. First, you write down what they gave you, the number that they gave you. Uh, They're giving me 5.49 moles. For you, I think it's going to be a different number. So you write down 5.49 moles N2, N2 being nitrogen gas. Then you multiply this by the fraction with, with, with moles on the bottom and grams on top. Moles are on the bottom of this fraction because we're trying to cancel out the moles. Grams are on top because grams are what we want in this answer. Now, how do you relate grams to moles? Well, in the uh, periodic table, 14.01 grams of nitrogen is one mole of nitrogen. But this is N2. So we're going to have to multiply that 14.01 by 2 because there are two of them. There are two nitrogen atoms in a nitrogen molecule. So we do 28.02. So I have 28.02 grams of N2 on top, and the bottom, one mole of N2. So the moles of N2 will cancel here. I've got 5.49 moles of N2 on top times 28.02 grams of N2 divided by one mole of N2. So the moles of N2 cancel, and and I'm left with 5.49 times 2. And the answer is going to be in grams because those are the only units that are not crossed out. Okay? Now, the next problem on your WebAssign, your first WebAssign, is something where you need to calculate the formula mass. This is also known as the molar mass. They want only four significant figures for this. Now, the way to do this is the following. Suppose they gave you carbon dioxide. And you needed to find the formula mass of that. They'll also, they will also give you the formula for carbon dioxide. In this case, it is CO2. You go to the periodic table, and you find out how much the C weighs. One mole of C weighs 12.011 grams, according to the periodic table and according to the definition of the mole. What about the O? Well, one mole of O weighs 16.00 grams, or 15.9994 grams. That's just on the periodic table. You just use the, 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 the you use the number that they gave you there. Now CO two, you're going to have to add up one of those C's, twelve point zero one one grams, plus two of those O's. Let's say it was sixteen point zero zero grams. So it's one of those twelve point zero one one grams plus two times sixteen point zero zero. You should end up with something like forty four point zero one grams. In, in this case, I mean, in, in your case, it's going to be a different problem. So notice I said 44.01 grams, not 44.0 and not 44. That's because this problem is asking for your answer to four significant figures.
That's how you do it, folks. If you ever want to check your answer, Google is very good at molar mass. So if you just type CO2 space molar space mass in the Google search text box, Google will immediately tell you the formula mass for CO2. Of course, you shouldn't do that for the WebAssign because the WebAssign is meant for your practice for the quiz. You won't be able to use Google on the quiz and you're going to have to calculate a lot of formula masses on the quiz and on future quizzes. The reason for that is that formula mass, also known as molar mass, is the connection that we have, that humans have, between what we can weigh and the number of molecules that there are. We cannot go and count atoms or count molecules with ordinary tools. However, we can weigh substances with ordinary tools, you know, just like a, a, a nice little balance scale or something. So that's why the formula mass is so important. It's our connection between the, the ultra-microscopic world of atoms and molecules and the, the, the bigger world, our everyday world of weighing stuff. You'll, you'll find out uh, in, in a few, in, in, um, later in this week that it's not just weighing stuff. We can also measure the volume of stuff and then be able to count the molecules by knowing certain information about uh, the concentration. Uh, right? So um, the next problem in the first WebAssign is the molar mass of some other substance. And you calculate this in much the same way. The next problem in the WebAssign, number four, is the percent by mass. Here's how to calculate this. They give you a formula. Let's say it was CO2 again, right? In the case of CO2, there are two oxygen atoms. What if they wanted the percent by mass of oxygen in CO2? Well, first you've got to calculate the molar mass or the formula mass of CO2. I've already found it to be 44.01 grams per mole. I'm going to put that on the bottom of a division problem, on the bottom of a fraction. So 44.01 grams per mole is on the bottom. I draw the fraction bar or the division bar on top of that. And then the top, the numerator here, is going to be the mass of oxygen in that formula. The mass of oxygen in CO2, well, oxygen is 16 grams per mole, 16.00 grams per mole. There are two of them, so I'm talking about 32.00 grams per mole. So the mass of oxygen in CO2 is 32.00 grams in one, mole of in one mole of carbon dioxide. So we've got 32 on top, and I've got 44.01 on the bottom. Let me say that with the correct significant figures. I've got 32.00 on top, and I've got 44.01 on the bottom. I divide that, and I get a certain number. Multiply that number by 100, and that's your percent. That's your percent composition, your percent by mass of oxygen in carbon dioxide. This is much the same as any kind of percent problem that you would encounter in the rest of your life. You know, um, If you had some food product and there were 10 grams of fat in that product and the total mass of the product were 100 grams, well, that would be 10% by mass of fat in that product by 10 over 100. 10 grams of the part that you're looking for over 100 grams of the whole thing that you're looking for, okay? Usually on Nutrition Facts labels, they have calories from fat as a separate item there. So if your item had, let's say, 9 calories from fat, and then the total calories were, were, were let's say, maybe 18 calories in that item per serving. So it's 9 calories from fat over 18 total calories, so that would be 
a total of one half or 50% of the calories coming from fat. Yeah, you might want to avoid that product unless it has other nutrients because 50% is kind of a lot. I think you're supposed to look for something like an average of 30% in your diet or maybe less. So anyways, that's besides the point. The point is that the percent by mass calculation is just your ordinary percent problem that you may encounter in the rest of your life. It's just this time we're using atoms inside molecules. The problem that they gave me in my um, iteration of the WebAssign, I think yours is going to be slightly different, is a, a molecule called hexanal. They gave me the formula C5H11CHO. They asked me for the mass by percent of oxygen there. Fortunately, there's only one oxygen atom there. So for one mole of this formula, the mass of oxygen is just 16.00 grams per mole. I divide that by the formula mass of the entire thing. I go to the periodic table. I calculate five times the carbon mass plus 11 times the hydrogen mass plus one more time the carbon mass plus one more time the hydrogen mass plus one time the oxygen mass. I'm getting that list of, um, l list of masses from the periodic table and from the formula given in the problem. C, 5, H, 11, another C, another H, and then O. That was C5H11CHO. So just by doing this division, I get some decimal number. It's less than one. It's like zero point something, 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 something. Multiply that decimal by 100, and boom, that's the percent. Alrighty. The next problem. Um, this is number five in your first web assign. The one that's called formula mass and moles. They're asking how many moles of carbon dioxide contain a certain number of molecules. Okay, now this is molecules. We're converting between moles and molecules. Previously in this web assignment, we were converting between moles and grams. So, moles and molecules, what is the connection? Remember, two things are in a pair. Twelve things are in a dozen. 6.022 times 10 to the 23rd power things are in a mole. That's just what a mole is. It's just a number of things. So if you've got a certain number of molecules in the problem, let's say they give you 1.02 times 10 to the 26th power molecules. See, that's a lot of molecules. But it's not a lot of moles because... You write that down, right? 1.02 times 10 to the 26th power, and you write molecules. You write that down, and then you got to cancel the molecules out. So multiply, you multiply that by a fraction with molecules on the bottom and moles on top. Moles are on top because that's what they're asking for in the problem, moles. So how many molecules are there in one mole? There are 6.022 times 10 to the 23rd power molecules in one mole. You write that long number down there on the bottom of your fraction, and on the top where it says moles, you put a 1 there. And then the moles in your problem cancel. I'm sorry, the molecules in your problem cancel, and you've only got the moles left. So you end up doing... Sorry. You end up doing on your calculator 1.02 times 10 to the 26th power times 1 divided by 6.022 times 10 to the 23rd. And remember... On your calculator, you need to use the EE key or the EXP key or the, 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 the times 10 to the power of key. Okay? 
you can't be using the multiplication key, typing the number 10, and then using the power key to, to signify the scientific, scientific notation on your calculator. The reason is, if you do that with the denominator, in this case 6.022 times 10 and 23rd, you're going to end up with the wrong answer. The calculator is going to think that you mean something else. Of course, if you're dead set on using all those buttons to manually enter your scientific notation, you need to put parentheses around 6.022 times 10 and 23rd when you do it on your calculator. But see, that's just a drag. You should just use the scientific notation capability that's built into the calculator. All right? Now, um, the next problem is just the same with a different element and a different number of atoms. Um, interesting note, it doesn't matter what you're counting with moles. Whether you're counting atoms or molecules, you would run the calculation and set up that calculation the same way. You could even be calculating the number of moles of cell phones. If you had one mole of cell phones, how many cell phones would that be? Or if you had a million cell phones, how many moles of cell phones would that be? Let me just tell you right now, there isn't room on this planet for one mole of cell phones. That would be too many cell phones. Like every, every piece of ground and every piece of the ocean would be covered in cell phones. Have you, um, have you uh, considered the interesting yet completely irrelevant fact that the word mole is also the same word that is used to refer to a small furry creature that digs in the ground? I saw someone... Um, writing a little article about moles and as a joke he calculated how many um how much land a mole of moles would would require you know how much land would that cover in fact planet earth would be buried in little furry creatures if you had one mole of moles and then it turns out this guy calculated that not only would the earth be buried it would be buried in several layers of moles and in fact those layers would be something like a mile deep around the entire planet, including the oceans, if you, if you could pile moles on top of water, right? And then not only that, but the moles in the, at the bottom of the pile would be underneath so much weight of other moles that the pressure would be high, and unfortunately, those fellas would be cooked. So you would have cooked moles around the whole planet. So that's kind of interesting and funny if you like that kind of humor. I heard that um, hospital staff tend to... Uh, lean towards this gallows type of humor sometimes. I'm not sure why that would be. might be some kind of desensitization process, but that's besides the point. The last problem on the web assign, the first web assign that you'll do, which is due on Wednesday, is to calculate the number of moles for some compound if you have a certain number of grams of that compound. So, for example, if you had, let's say, 300, 380 grams of sugar, sucrose, yes? How many moles would that be given that the formula of sucrose was uh, something like C20, C11H22? Actually, let me make that simpler. That was a long formula, and this is an audio podcast, so let me just say carbon dioxide, all right? Suppose you had 88.08 grams of carbon dioxide. How many moles would that be? The last problem on the uh, web assign is a problem just like that, except it's a different substance and it's a different number of grams. Here's how to figure it out. First thing you do is write down on a piece of scrap paper the number that they gave you. In my case, 88.08 grams of carbon dioxide, CO2. 
Next thing, you've got to cancel out grams of carbon dioxide. So you multiply this thing by a fraction. At the bottom of the fraction, it's grams of carbon dioxide. At the top, we're looking for moles, so it's moles of carbon dioxide. There are, as calculated previously in this podcast, there are 44.01 grams of carbon dioxide in one mole of carbon dioxide. So on the bottom of the fraction, I write 44.01. That's grams of carbon dioxide. Top of the fraction, I write 1. It's moles of carbon dioxide. So I end up with 88.08 times 1 divided by 44.01, and that's going to be the answer. You just put that in the calculator, round that to the four significant figures that you've got in the problem, and boom, that answer is the number of moles of carbon dioxide in 88.08 grams of carbon dioxide. Why would you ever want to know that? Well, it's just, it's very useful for doing other chemical calculations, and it's also kind of fun if you had to buy dry ice for your kid's party or something. And they sell dry ice at uh, some grocery stores, including Smart and Final, by the pound. So, you know, you just calculate the number of grams from that pound using previously gained skills that you worked on earlier. And then, using this skill right here from this last problem, you convert that number of grams into moles of carbon dioxide. And you can just tell your kid, hey, this is how many moles of carbon dioxide. And your kid is like, what? What do you mean moles? So you just stand there with your, you just whip out your scientific calculator or something, and then you convert that to molecules of carbon dioxide, and you tell your kid, hey, this is how many moles of carbon, uh, this is how many molecules of carbon dioxide are in your block of dry ice. Oh, um, if you like, if you have that sort of kid. So that's it for this episode. In my next episode, I'm going to be hashing through in detail the next uh, uh, the second web assign that will be due on Thursday. I'll also be hashing through in some lesser detail, much lesser detail, uh, the balancing chemical equations assignment that'll be due. Uh, I'm not sure if it's Wednesday or Thursday, but it's on the canvas. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>